Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing the fuzz from Jackson Audio, taking faithful recreations of historic fuzz circuits and bringing them together in one modular pedal that allows you to create classic fuzz sounds as well as new fuzz sounds. The idea of creating a modular fuzz came about when they were trying to decide which style of fuzz would be the most musical fuzz of all time. The answer quickly became all of them. All of them are different and all of them bring something unique sonically. So they created a fuzz pedal where you can literally change the analog plug-in chip to make this fuzz a whole range of different fuzzes. From the modern fuzz, the modern fuzz deluxe, the fuzz classic vintage, the fuzz classic modern, the fuzz page mark two, and the goat head. And I'm sure there are going to be more in the future. This pedal is absolutely incredible and we at Guitar Nets thoroughly recommend checking it out. Visit jackson.audio for more details. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by Matt Knight. It's so hot. And Jay Cross. So hot. It is ridiculously hot. We've all got our windows open and fans on. So we'll have to see how good my editing skills are of this podcast to see if I can make it sound <laughs> professional. Well, that's good. If you haven't done it by now, Joe, there's no, no hope. No, exactly. Uh, Joe, you kind of did the intro um, a little bit like how I, li- I listen to podcasts are um, generally uh, 20% faster. I think it's because generally I speak at 20% faster. And so that's how I best process information. I see. And um, that's kind of, you sounded like you were doing the intro to the podcast, like how I listen to podcasts. I mean, not the Guitar Nerds podcast, because obviously I don't listen to the Guitar Nerds podcast. Because <laughs> I don't really understand how anybody puts up with my voice. Um, so, yeah, but uh, it was good. So I appreciate that. If you could Thanks. keep keep Thank going you. at the, the faster speed, that'd be, I'll try that'd be and, nice. I'll try and keep the pace. I'll try and keep the pace. Uh, talking slowly is not something I realised that I do. What I try to do is a lot of those things on the uh, on on the radio. Whenever I'm listening to the radio, I really enjoy the presenters who will do things they'll talk, and then they're going to do this in the middle of a sentence for no reason, and there will be random points where things might slow down, speed up, or anything like that. I really like doing those things, but I didn't okay. realise I I talk slowly. But I keep getting accused by uh, by Bruce from Audio Distribution Group. He uh, he listens to the podcast and he's always like, yeah, I listen to it on like 1.75 because you guys talk so slow. Yeah, um, there we go. So apparently I'm slow, so I'm going to try, really? wow. try my I, best to speed up. I prefer my podcast like Brian Eno. 
like slowed down like two thousand two thousand percent with a bit of ambient <laughs> reverb it just sounds like one note constantly Basically, going. every if half it hour it changes yeah yeah exactly if it doesn't sound like the jurassic park theme tune slowed mm. down by two thousand percent i'm not i'm not into it All it's not glorious, slowed down it's stretched stretched by stretched. uh you know you know and it needs to be at least eight hours long and i need to have it in the background I, uh, I got some fantastic Jurassic Park artwork uh, from my sister for my birthday last last week. A huge print, like a uh, a painting of uh, of the moment that Sam Neill faces off the T Rex with a flare in his hand. Oh, nice! So, yeah, I was pretty happy. You know, that's not cool. not not a scene from the new Jurassic World movie, which is terrible. Well, I mean, I can never think anything in the Jurassic Park World franchise is terrible because it's part of the Jurassic Park World franchise and I love it dearly. But yes, you know, as, as soon as you don't have Sam Neill in it, you've got an issue. Yeah. Well, mm. did you see they've announced a new one? Yeah. Jurassic World Dominion. And he's in that. Full original cast, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I, with, with Laura Dern. Mm. Absolute bloody legend. Which is um, which is which is funny. It's kind of like it's great that they're doing it, but it's like, guys, do you realise if you'd never lost the original cast, you wouldn't be, you know, struggling to keep this franchise relevant. That's all we care about. You know, it's like that was we talking about the uh, the um, Jurassic Park two, the Lost World with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, I mean, that was a great film, but it still had, you know, we, we still had. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and that was you know it's important to keep at least you know a member of the original cast in every movie right okay like like the uh, imagine if Die Hard 2 just had Officer Paulie you know and didn't have Bruce Willis everyone would be like what's going on which one, which one was Bruce Willis where's in that John movie? McClane oh uh, the <laughs> uh, he was the he was the one who uh Hans Gruber, he played Hans Gruber. Oh, okay. I'm only, I was only really interested in Officer Paulie. Oh, yeah. Well, who uh, wouldn't yeah. be? Well, exactly. A fantastic I, character. I was, I was trying to think of some sort of segue with Steven Spielberg and guitars, but googling it, he has no interest in guitars whatsoever. <laughs> um, so, not to my own heart. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I can, I can, I can do this segue. I can do this segue. <clears throat> Speaking of. Things. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a couple of uh, cool competition things that are going on. Actually, before we get into the into the whole guitar things, one one that is involving us and one that's separate but is is super cool. Um, KMA Audio Machines uh, have started uh, are running a giveaway, and it's a really good giveaway. You can win an entire pedal board. I mean, I don't think the board itself comes, but certainly. You get a chocked power supply. Um, uh, you've got their their Horizon uh, phaser thing. You've got the Cirrus, which I've been, you know... You really, bloody love that pedal. I bloody love that pedal. Advocating is probably the best ambient reverb soundscape pedal you can possibly buy. The Cirrus, the Logan, which is like a mid-pushed drive pedal. My favourite sort of drive. Really great for getting like Coctois... Uh, tones and uh, and then there's one other pedal and there's a mystery pedal um, that they that they haven't announced. It's a pretty decent giveaway. And uh, if you just go to kma-machines.com, I'll put the link in the in the description of this podcast, which works everywhere. I think unless Spotify, unless you're listening on Spotify, which doesn't carry links, so you know you have to just remember this. But kma-machines.com and there's a giveaway entry form on there on the main on the main page. 
so you can uh, you can win all of that stuff. Looks really good. I didn't look at when the when the finish date is on it, but I know it'll be there when when this podcast comes out. But yeah, it looks um, <coughs> looks really good. Really worth getting involved in. Uh, the other competition that's happening at the moment is one that we've got involved in. We've teamed up with Shopmaker. If you remember a few weeks ago, we spoke about the Shopmaker, the heroine, Deluxe, Jay Cross. You knew all the bands um, that had inspired this pedal. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know you know me, um, big 80s and 90s emo fan. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, those... Oh. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to the next in the series. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty shocked when you were like, "Oh yeah, Shopmaker is an old emo band or whatever." And and was it was the heroin also one or something? Heroin, like heroin, or also uh, an emo band. Yeah, and and you referenced those, and I never thought <laughs> that would be it. But then I was speaking to Shopmaker, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's what these are." So, <laughs> so yeah, it would be interesting to see what. Well, the, just the next you know, l- let me know when that Rights of Spring delay pedal comes out. And, uh, <laughs> actually, it'll be a, sp- a Spring Reverb, wouldn't it? Rights of oh. Spring Reverb. Up, that's uh, a great pedal. idea that's what, I'm, that's what i'm holding out for there you go Shotmaker. you heard it here first um but uh but yes we we've teamed up with Shotmaker to give away the heroin now we were talking about the heroin deluxe which is the the pedal after that where they've introduced essentially a second uh drive uh foot switch with a with its own dedicated sustain control um this the the competition is to win of the heroin the original which has your your additional sustain control just on a little click switch so not something you can operate with your foot but you could choose it as the sound for this pedal or or not as it were very interesting unique sounding uniquely controlled drive pedal because it just consists of a a master which increases in drive tone as you turn it up it's doing so much more than just volume then a pre like a pre-drive which is you know yeah just another level of grit and a high cut which is really interesting because it really sort of operates as a master tone which is kind of really shaping the 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 overall drive and then you get a bright switch and a sustain switch the sustain switch just adds a whole other level of thickness, so you're almost in fuzz territory there. But incredibly versatile. I think it sounds fantastic. I put the Heron Deluxe straight on my pedal board. It's actually, you know, going to be a, a fully gigging pedal for me. I completely love it. I haven't heard anything better than that four bass in a long time. But it is also a fantastic guitar pedal. Anyway, as I say, we've teamed up with Shotmaker, so you can go to their um, Instagram. Uh, which is uh, shopmaker underscore instruments, or you can go to ours, Guitar Nerds, and just find the big yellow post that says giveaway on it, and uh, you can find instructions on how to enter there. You can win either a Shopmaker t-shirt or the Heroin FX pedal. Um, well worth entering. So yes, do that, dear listener. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about guitars. After all this time, I finally got my Fidelities. Whoop, whoop. Very cool. They look fantastic. Oh, um, I have to say, jealous. Tim's uh, Silver Burst um, lefty looks amazing. Thank you. Yes, I got I got four um, through. So we got uh, so it, all all the members of my band except for the drummer got one. My keys player got one. Uh, Josh, my keys player, um, our sax player who also plays guitar on the new stuff, he got one. Tim, our guitarist, got one, and I got I got a bass. Um, but yeah, we you know we ordered them you know a while ago, and it was it's great to finally get them. They all turned up here. Um, uh, uh, Matt Oram came down and uh, and dropped them off with a with a, a bottle of gin on my birthday which i drank the entire thing of that day which was uh, <laughs> good good to know pretty impressive you are I the thought. worst i know i know i had no nice idea 
some nice responsible broadcasting here from guitarists. <laughs> yes, sorry, sorry, you're absolutely right. Please do not yes. drink as much as Joe Branton. <laughs> well, yeah, you just try. No, don't, yeah, don't. actually, that's, that's just yeah, yeah, definitely do not try. <laughs> but yes, I got, I got the four, and they're really. I mean, obviously, we banged on about you know fidelity since we got them years ago. It was like a gear of the year. Do you remember? Like 2016, maybe? 20, maybe it, no, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't 2016. Surely not. It? I think it 20... was something like that. We got a double. Do you remember we got like a green double standard with a torque guard? And it was I one remember, of the first ones, I feel like. It, I really? feel like it was the first wow. proper gear of the year where we were actually like. Oh, no, to... I just mean it was one of the first of Matt's guitars. Oh, one of the first yes. ones he's built. It was early, definitely. It was early. I think. I think it was. I feel like it was before there were kind of maybe a few more established things in Matt's line of instruments. Um, it certainly felt like uh, you know that that model f- felt more rough and ready than than the guitars he makes now, which feel very you know fully pro. Like I, I love that one. That was what got me into them. But it, that 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 it kind of felt like a you know a, a cool guitar that a fella's made whereas now they're like a completely pro line that sounds like i'm not complimenting them but i, re- I really do mean that as a compliment i, I think love them um both. did they not move maybe i'm i'm wrong here but i, th- I think matt moved workshop or you know lots of he things did. happened in the last few years which have obviously allowed him to do bigger and better things or in the case of a lot of his instruments uh, better and cheaper things because obviously he also released the light one and this year the light two which are the basically custom shop they're still custom shop but they are like half the price of his standard instruments right yeah um yeah so the light one which is his single pickup version light two which is a double pickup i don't know if you get choice of pickup positioning on the two pickups like you do on the one like you know maybe you could move something into the middle and one into the bridge i guess you can because they're all custom shop things but of course with light one you have you can choose they're all swimming pool rooted all the guitars in the light so you can choose not only where your pickup is rooted neck middle or bridge but if you wanted to order a sec a separate scratch plate you could also just reposition it yourself you know which is pretty cool Oh, that is cool. That is cool. Um, so, which models did you get in the end? Joe? So, the, the four. The four consisted of. Let's talk, we'll talk about Tim's first. So, Tim is uh, left-handed. Now, Tim's is actually the only one. The rest of us, uh, me, me included, we just got custom models made. You know, like any any ordinary punter would have had any made, normal but, guitar player. Yes, exactly. Ours are just standard, whereas Tim's is actually the Tim Walters, the Fidelity Tim Walters, and it's going to be released as Play such. favourites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> he didn't didn't bloody ask me to do that, did he? I had to just to order a standard, uh, standard He gave one. you a bottle of gin. What yeah, else do you want? Bo- yeah, no, that's yeah I mean, what, where, where, what would you prefer? Yeah, if I had to choose, I'm, I'm happy with my choice. Do you, want, do you want international recognition and, you know, potentially mm. a mm. career-defining move mm. into uh, the public sphere? Sounds good. Sounds or would good. you like a bottle of gin? Oh, the gin. Yeah, I'll oh, take okay, the gin. Yeah, fine, yeah. no worries, no worries. I think, I, think, I think we're good with that. But yes, good. the... Um, the uh, so yeah, Tim's one's actually going to be the Tim Walters signature model, which I'm really excited about. We're just we're sorting that out. I've got I've, uh, I've arranged like a photo shoot for Tim and some videos and stuff like that that's going to be coming out over the next month or so, which is really exciting, really exciting for him as well. But I actually think he came up with such an interesting idea for a guy who I find I have to hold the hand of, you know, through 
choosing any equipment ever basically since i've met him i thought he came up with some brilliant unique and interesting ideas for the guitar so he went for the jb model which is like the almost the double cut of the fidelities you know there's the double standard is the other one which is more offset obviously the Stellarosa, which is you know inspired by the japanese guitar the the original one um but yeah so he's gone for the jb which is the double cut he's gone for a single pickup he's gone for just a um just a uh, like a chrome covered humbucker size p90 which is something that he was uh he's having made by um uh by tree tone pickups owned by guitar assembly the one he's got in this first model is actually a mojo pickups version of that because he has his tree tones in a couple of others um but yeah he's got the he's got a, a custom-made mojo pickups humbucker size p90 in there he's gone for a silver burst a lovely silver burst but he's gone for a split pickup much like the the old those uh ibanez um or i always say orl but it's not is it the omar rodriguez lopez model is actually called the orm or orm yeah yeah yeah. i think i don't know why it's orm instead of you know but it doesn't matter um but yeah the the orm one so he's gone for that split um pickup thing and then the the switches that he has he's got obviously the the normal volume roll control in in the standard place on the little like 51p base style plate on the front which is very cool but then on each horn um he's got two controls uh, so one control on each horn one is a like a, a base six or jaguar style style switch just a single switch and that is full tone or no tone in a gibson style tone format so he can just go between the two extremes oh it's, it's just fantastic when he couples it with a load of like a load of drive or fuzz and then switches the tone off he just has this instant you know perfect solo sound without having to use a, a rotary control it's really cool really so do you do you use no tone quite a lot then he in does your, in in your your band well tim did yes because he moved from he was playing les pauls yeah um and and switching between the neck pickup and bridge pickup for that sort of thing and then he got himself an sg junior and he was like, oh, you know, oh, <laughs> I suddenly don't have this option, but I yeah. love this guitar. So he started using rolling off the tone as a way to get a neck pickup style sound. Okay. And and that's just what he's done for, for years now. He's, he's owned that SG for like five years. So he's done that all this time. And so it made more sense for him to go for that. And he was saying like he doesn't, there's no in-between setting he uses. He, he's just rolling it off to zero or onto full. So... You know why not just have that in an easy to use switch, which I thought was very yeah. Cool. No, it makes it makes complete sense. Complete sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the the other switch is. Do, but uh, sorry, does I I realise that this this is going to make me sound like a real like really contrary, but does that sound good? Like what, the no tone thing. Yeah, I think it really does. Everybody it's, everybody knows that like the tone control is a good control. Right, yeah. the original make gooder. Like, well, absolutely. the more you turn your tone control up, the better your guitar sounds. I'm just like, I'm really trying to be open minded here. I just, I can't understand why you want your guitar to sound like that. Well, I think he'd never use it like if it was just a clean saying. It's when because Tim plays with a lot of drive anyway. Okay, but it yeah, would be I like, so. It's when there's loads of. He actually doesn't really use fuzz. So what it is is when he's got like a a drive tone. If he switches that, if he switches it onto the no tone 
with a bunch of drive is really fuzz-esque. And it's because he's such a coctoir tone. There's such a peak right. in his mids. That with the no tone is like a a really a really defined kind of interesting solo sound, almost like synth-esque in kind of how um almost like I don't know, like it's either there or it's not. Like it's uh, it's a very, very over-compressed sort of tone. It's, it's a really interesting option, I think, you know. It, it's, it would be difficult to do with a floor pedal in, unless you got like an EQ pedal and just had everything cut and boosted and you were just do it, using it for that one thing. It kind of makes sense to to have it on the guitar for him. So it's a cool feature, but maybe you're right. Maybe Maybe that is slightly more slightly more niche i don't know dear listener do you think that would be useful let us know on the uh, on the facebook group our friends at isotope have just made their portable recording solution the spire studio even better and the best part is that you can try out the app and recording platform for spire completely free download the ios app for your phone or tablet today by following links in the description of this podcast and make sketching down your song ideas incredibly easy and intuitive without the spire you won't have the mic or preamp but you'll still have access to the software and effects that can polish your demo recordings more than you probably thought possible the second generation spire studio ups the stakes by offering ultra low noise preamps that offer smooth quieter recording and increased storage capacity there's also spire pro an optional subscription service accessed via the ios app and personalized soundtrack feature that listens and learns from your voice and environment check them out at isotope.com i'm trying to think about i was actually while you were talking there i was trying to find out why they put a tone control on guitars originally if there was like a quote from leo fender or something is when they did the 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 telly because you know i guess the neck pickup on a the bass pickup right broadcast was the bass pickup it was designed to emulate a double bass yeah Um, so would it have been for that i yeah i i guess it's weird though isn't it because like the on the original uh telecasters it was, you know, full tone, half tone, tone the clips like the or the, oh, yeah, you of know, course. Like when you're on the neck pickup, it had the time when you're on the what we consider now like position position one or three, whichever way around it is. When you're on the neck pickup position, it was the neck pickup with no tone, and then you went to I- the middle position and that's when you got the neck pickup with the tone control so yeah i I guess um, it's an interesting little quirk of design there i think one thing actually we should clear up which you saying that just made me realize when we say no tone you mean tone Tone all the way off off. yeah no tone no tone no No, because no tone would be some people might associate that with the no well yeah the no load tone on fender strats where you click it all the way up and it bypasses the capacitor but it's maximum brightness because the pickup's actually quite bright isn't it so no tone in this situation means tone rolled all the way off which actually would be maximum tone because you've toned all tone all the way down what maybe i don't know yeah i just suddenly thought that because i was like no tone i'm like well actually it's just tone off tone 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 off down but you can technically up you could have a guitar with no tone control and it would be really bright 
because mm. you have wired it straight to the output jack. There you go. As yes, you you well could. The uh, the other control on on Tim's guitar is an unlatched kill switch. It's gone for a small, a, a lovely little sort of metal, very small unlatched button um, that's almost recessed into the plate. Like a, um, it, it it's absolutely fantastic for getting that. Bear, 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 bear. No DJ. Um, The real Tom Morello vibe. Yeah. I think he should have gone the opposite. Should have gone the opposite, Joe, and had an unlatched kill switch that only gave him sound when he pressed the button. (laughs) You know, really break out the box. Or a latched kill switch. You know, once you hit it, that was it. And it only latched once. Uh, And then it would (laughs) never unlatch. We will go on to talk about that because one of the other guitars does have a latched kill switch. But uh, but you know, we, I've, I've finished Tim's first, so it's um, it's also uh, it's an Obetch, uh body, which is kind of a, a sort of mahogany style sounding wood, incredibly, unbelievably lightweight. I mean, I think that's largely because of the swimming pool style rooting you get. Although I think this one isn't swimming pool root, is it? Because it's got the two split plates, so I guess it's just rooted underneath the the two scratch plates. The uh, you know, on, on, on both horns, but incredibly light, like lighter than his SG Junior, which we were surprised about. Me and Tim were picking both of them up and being like, well, the SG actually feels heavy. Like an SG Junior actually feels heavy in comparison to the Fidelity, but well-weighted, like it has no neck dive or anything like that. And he's gone for like a rosewood board, roasted maple neck. Um, he had the profile made just like a, just like a Gibson SG, so kind of like a, a more flat D-esque um kind of shape but my goodness it's really good it's really cool i'm a, a big fan but uh, are, but yes sorry go on i was gonna say yeah no super super jealous i think that's uh that especially is just an absolutely amazing uh amazing uh guitar i think good job in helping him design it joe brandon oh, thanks, thanks thanks well the other jb the one for our sax player um, and and dear listener, I'll, you know, I'll put pictures in the group again for these. I put them a, a couple of weeks ago when when I received them, or a week ago. I don't know. Time is all one to me at the moment. But um, I put a, a load of pictures of them up there recently. I'll show you again. The other JB that we've got is black with like a burgundy guard. Oh, it's really cool and a maple neck. That one's for Chris Olsen, our sax player. And he's gone for he want he was like the only control he wants is a latched kill switch. So it's like a. It's a toggle. It's a sort of a rotary toggle, but just with two positions, on or off. And I, I have to say, I've loved it. Like I've loved having it here because I've used it for like just demoing pedals and stuff. And because you know you'll be picking up and putting down a guitar a bunch and plugging things in, just having a like a switch to turn the guitar off is actually surprisingly useful. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, you can just flick it on and off and use it as a kill switch, which is very very cool. He's gone for a Charlie Christian pickup in the middle position. Which I have to say, of like trying out all of the fidelities, and indeed against all the other things I have here, I'm, you know, I'm not entirely sure there's a better pickup in the world than that Charlie Christian. It sounds unbelievable, like unbelievably articulate and brilliant, gritty, bright, like perfectly old school, but just, you, you know, nothing sounds as detailed as that Charlie Christian pickup. It's really good what's the what's the i don't know if we ever spoke about this before and um i'm not sure if i know the answer but what is the history behind this chart the charlie christian pickup have we got a uh a uh 
a bit of information. I'm just trying to think about it because loads of people make them, and I'm like, uh, or all that style, and I'm like, what? What is that? Because I think he was he was maybe a guitar player, if I remember if I remember rightly. Um, but then loads of people made a guitar, so I don't know. Need need to investigate. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure either. Um, certainly, you know, it's a it's a Mojo pickup um, P90 Soap Bar Charlie Christian, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the description on the Mojo site is literally classic single coil. Which requires no introduction. <laughs> but of course, I actually did want the introduction. So, uh, <laughs> so no, I'm not entirely sure. But, um, but yeah, I, on, on, honestly, like Matt I, I, and Jay, you need to you need to hear one of these pickups. It's the sort of thing where I kind of think if you if you heard one, you'd almost find it difficult to ever not think of it as the thing to retrofit into a guitar if you were if you were looking for something like this you know even jay like before we were podcasting you were talking about how you're not sure if you like the sound of p90s yeah um I, like i just i don't know i get what you don't like about p90s i understand when they're a little bit maybe overwound or low-end heavy or like yeah. i think i think a lot of it is just like i like the sound of p90s when some people play them but i think it's just the way that i play guitar with my kind of you know, aggressive, obnoxious, dreadful, triple uh-huh. heavy technique. Um, it can just the 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 sound just they're just not very forgiving. I think is they're certainly not very forgiving when I play it. Right. Um, yeah, and or maybe it's just the P90s that are in my Les Paul. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. we, we were talking earlier about how I've just sort of I'm, I've sort of not really been getting on with it and. I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe moving it on and saving up and getting a Les Paul standard again, which is, you know, the guitar, that, the Les Paul that I had and really liked. And that I think is maybe what I'm on the lookout for instead. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still sort of, I'm in an R over it. And, you know, also I've spent the last year basically only playing my Strat, which I just absolutely love. Um, I'm, I'm so surprised. I said, again, I said this before we started podcasting, but I'm so surprised at how much that guitar suits you. It, yeah, it, it kind of speaks to the the unspoken versatility of strats. I think because strats get played by such a certain type of guitarist. I don't mean that as a criticism to anyone with strats, but it's it's it gets played by a certain type of guitarist and then gets avoided by anyone who's maybe you know sort of punkier or more raucous or anything yeah. like that. But um, but yeah, I just uh, it suits you, sounds great, and like it's such it a good workhorse as well. The, <laughs> The, the player series especially they're just such good workhorses yeah i mean i i just think that i think the player guitar the player strat i just think is like i think it's the the best upgrade on any model that like fender have done in since the american standard series came out and you know there's been a lot of really good stuff the 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 jump up from the elites to the ultras was amazing um yeah but in terms of kind of making really good guitars accessible to a really broad range of people i think that those uh those player strats are just absolutely incredible i you know i've not changed anything i've got plans to change it i want to mod a few bits on it um but you know i've not done it yet because i haven't needed to it's uh it's just yeah such a great guitar such a great guitar i just absolutely love it absolutely love it i can't can't believe i'm a i'm a strat player (laughs) i know how things have changed (laughs) um uh, I it, I can't remember the name of the red that you've is, is it Sonic Red Sonic Red yeah 
It's Sonic Boom. Sonic Red is the uh, is the color, which is a bit Dakota-y. I guess it's maybe halfway between Dakota and Fiesta. Yeah. Um, yes, I, that's I a guess, perfect description. Yeah, it's not quite as um, uh, it's not quite as pastel as Fiesta, but it's a bit more vibrant than uh, Dakota, I guess. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. It's such a good color, and you're right. It is perfectly in between those two in exactly yeah. the right way. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know, but maybe, maybe I'm just falling away from P90s because of that. I'm not sure. Maybe I want some of I don't, mm. maybe I want some of humbuckers. I don't know. I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of thinking to do about it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done some research while you were discussing. <laughs> um, and here's a little bit of a history lesson. So the Gibson ES150, which was, or is genuinely recognised as the world's first commercially successful Spanish-style electric guitar. Electric Spanish, obviously, that's where the ES comes from. Um, design, called the 150 because it cost $150, or about $3,000 in today's money. Um, it was played pr- primarily by the jazz player Charlie Christian, and that's why the name... Uh, the pickup name is recognised with him, although he was more recognised as the player as the of the ES-150. Um, introduced in 1936 and became an instant hit in jazz orchestras because it could be louder than an acoustic guitar, um, wow. which is amazing. Um, and originally fitted to the guitar via three magnets. I was going to say, um, what are the three screws? Yeah, they is, are is magnets that, what, that hold right. the pickup in place. Um, so what, there's, there's the on the outside of the guitar and on the inside of the guitar? Yes, there's yeah, three we steel explain, rods. We should in, explain that to, to the listener. Like, in the middle of the body of an ES-150, in a triangular format, are three screws just in the middle of the body, like below the pickup. The pickup's in the neck. That's the Charlie Christian in the neck. In the middle of the body, triangle format, three screws. Weird. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Yeah, very weird. I mean, obviously, this is 1936. Like, people are still finding their uh, their feet, I guess, when it comes to um, designing guitars. But yeah, amazing, really. Um, and yeah, one of the first pickups out there. The only pickup that looks like it came before it was the one that was found on the Rickenbacker A22 or the frying pan, which is considered the first ever electric guitar. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, a pretty amazing design, but I think part of the reason it's kept its fame, um, if you remember rightly, there when we worked at GAC, there was a John Lennon Les Paul Jr. that had one fitted to the neck position um, at one point, and we had a couple of those, and then Danny Gatton had one on his telly in the 70s and 80s. Um, and obviously, and then obviously, guys like Mojo Pickups, Creamery, Lola, all make a a Charlie Christian style pickup now. So kind of like a very fat single coil, but not obviously anywhere near the sort of P ninety vibe um, by the looks of it. But yeah, very cool, very cool design, and yeah, been around for ninety years, yeah, well. nearly ninety years. It's a wonder uh, we ever changed pickups from that sort of format. They look incredible. They look so striking and brilliant with like the you know the chrome blade on a black cover with a chrome surround. It's such a, a unique yeah. and interesting look. I've uh, just seen a advert for the original the uh, the original one fifty and advertised with a cable like permanently connected to the <laughs> end pin um, because why wouldn't you plug it in? You know, <laughs> um, but I mean amazing yeah just you can't imagine like being a a, like a jazz player in an orchestra and having played acoustic and then keeping up with all those instruments then one day it's like someone's like you have invented this thing and you plug it into this like basically a radio and it's really loud it must have blown people's minds and now we're like yeah we've invented another guitar pedal to go with the other like 10 million guitar pedals that exist well now we're like we've invented another guitar computer that you can download the virtual sounds of of cabinets in, into. Yeah, yeah. What will we be talking about in another hundred years, Joe? Yeah. Well, exactly. Probably well, we won't be know, talking about anything because we well, will be dead. Well, you you guys won't be. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. Joe, no, I mean, Joe to be honest with you, himself. Joe, if you were to live, if you were to outlive us all, despite everything, it would not surprise me in the slightest. Well, here's here's what I yeah exactly. Here's you know what I say to that. Does a pickled onion last longer than an onion? fair point fair point indeed thank you thank you exactly exactly um and so yeah so okay the third the third fidelity sorry i do want to get through all the fidelities the third fidelity um my uh our keys player josh who is um you know is is uh is weird and uh, so he has chosen a he's gone for you know everyone else is like got the, got the memo you know everyone else is like it, it has to be a black guitar but josh is like well i'm the keys player i probably won't play it in the band so he's gone for burgundy mist with a thick cut torque guard and he's gone for a gold foil in the middle of the body. He's gone for a double standard, which, as I said before, is the offset version of the Fidelity. He's also gone for a rosewood board with a, a baked maple neck. But he's gone for conventional controls, just a, a, a tone control on the lower horn, which is where Matt Oram, where Fidelity guitars on their light series, where they fit their tone control, and then the volume control on the plate. Um, 
but the, you know that is absolutely fantastic i did find one thing because it's you know it's uh, and uh, i think his is ash as well i did find when i had his guitar and i had the other the charlie christian jb next to each other of course there are other factors one's ash one's a betch one's a maple neck one's a rosewood neck but i was like the the double standard is obviously great but the difference between the charlie christian and the gold foil was massive and the you know the charlie christian was just so much more i I used the word detailed earlier to describe it but it was just that like it it wasn't that the double standard was bad the double standard was great in fact it was the first one i plugged in and played and i was like oh yeah this is great and then i picked up the jb with the charlie christian and i was just like oh oh i annoyed that i have to give this to my sax player because it's, (laughs) it's it's so very good um but i might even i might think about getting a i think i'm talking myself into retrofitting a charlie christian into something that i own We'll see. We'll see. But then, yes. And then the last one was my bass. The last one was my bass. A short scale uh, no Yeah, yeah. The yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But it was a. I'll, I'll be quick with it. It was a short scale Stellarosa bass. The first ever Stellarosa bass. Stellarosa has only ever been a guitar before I had mine made. Thirty inch scale rosewood neck, baked maple board, some gorgeous light. Um, uh, sort of Y tuners on there in a in a satin finish. Um, and then I've gone for the Dyna bass pickup in the just in the middle of the body, single volume control, no tone, no messing around, no extra controls, just a volume, ash body, black, black guard, it's brilliant. And the most important thing is I, I I went to Matt originally and I was like, can I get a Jaguar mute kit fit? You know the ones that you can like flick up and down. Um, because I'd seen on the custom shop, the best thing Fender Custom Shop have ever released in the bass world is the Sean Hurley Precision Bass, which they do in the one of the best colours I've ever seen, which is like their Midnight Blue. I can't, I can't remember exactly what you call it. Is it Mercedes Blue? Mercedes, Mercedes I think. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think that might be. It's just a gorgeous colour, like a blue-tinted black, essentially. It's, it's so lovely. And they do like a 62-style P-Bass in that finish with a torque guard and a rosewood neck. And it has the a reversed, like an upside-down Jaguar Mute Kit because you can't... You know how the Jaguar Mute Kit fits underneath the bridge? Obviously, you can't do that with a p-bass bridge so it's just tipped up the other way although maybe on the sean hurley i think they've just custom made it to fit around the bridge so i was i just went to matt and was like can we get one of these and you just fit one on so that i can mute the strings and matt was like well how about i design my own version <laughs> how about of that? i make it how about i make this even more difficult for you yeah, exactly. <laughs> for me i guess actually <laughs> exactly so he designed it to be recessed into the body so rather than just being something on top that switches up and down, he made a push-push mute, so like a bar that you can load different types of foam on. That was actually great because we've gone through, like, you know, he sent me the base with one type of foam, and I'm like, ah, it's a bit too much, it's too much pressure, so we try rubber, other types of foam. like, And, and that that's not to make it work or not work. That's to get the right tone that I want. So any player that had that could just choose, you know, the type of material based on the the tone that they want but yeah it's just like a push push thing so it has holes recessed into the body of the bass itself where you can just press it and it will click out and hit you know uh, essentially palm mute your bass and you can click it in again to relieve the strings but it's the best idea i've ever had because i love palm muting but of course to do that you need a plectrum and i'm a much better fingers player than i am a plectrum player so it's lovely to have the option 
but yeah, I couldn't be couldn't be happier. And to think, you know, with the exception of the base, which is like a standard model, so his normal prices of whatever it is, like fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred quid, the the rest of them are are light series, which makes them under a thousand pounds each, or like you know whatever it's like under nine hundred quid each, you know for for Quidditch, Quidditch, yeah, exactly, <laughs> for custom shop guitars, and there's you know. We get a lot of stuff coming through. I have a lot of guitars here, and they're up there as as some of the best um, that I that I've seen or had. So I'm very very happy. Dear listener, go and check them out. They're wicked. Um, but yes, there is though. That is those are my fidelity guitars. So uh, so I guess um, we should uh, we should talk about we should talk about a, a little bit of news. Um, Matt Knight, why don't you start us off? Yes. Where should we start, Joe? Do you um, want to start? Should we start with a guitar? Should we start? Let's. Let, we talk about guitars. Let's. Why don't we talk about more guitars? Fine. Since we are a guitar-based podcast. Um, so yes, this. Let's talk about this little one that came out uh, at the beginning of the month. This is the Orange OE One. So this is a custom shop guitar built uh, or designed should i say by aid from orange amplifiers in association with blast cult guitars um and a very very cool project indeed um so as far as i i know aid is um based out of his own little workshop um in in london has teamed up with jason burns of london-based guitar custom shop blast cult to basically offer a an orange custom shop guitar, which I think is quite a cool project and a quite a different direction for them to take. Um, guitar design wise, single cut, you know, kind of LP esque. Well, um, do you remember he did this before? Aid had had a bass before the 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 orange bases, and they did them in black, white, and orange. I think, but they were or a black much sunburst and orange. They were a much cheaper guitar pack, they were. right? It was like 350 quid. They were incredible quality. They were like value for money. It was a really good bass and a really interesting bass. But yeah, you're right. You can just see this is obviously the other end of the spectrum, but you can see how yeah, AIDS, so this- AIDS aesthetic choices have come through here. Indeed. So you've kind of got this sort of, yeah, single cutaway... Um, les paul-esque shape although i would say that the lower horn is is quite different it's a little bit more rounded um and quite a cool headstock the headstock reminds me of the sort of 60s airline sort of vibe it's got that sort of weird angled cut at the top um and then the body design is sort of relatively unique as well so two-tone but you've kind of got a v shape that distinguishes the two colors so a cream and a gold uh, and then a checkered binding with tunematic um bridge and humbuckers so yeah all around a really sort of unique design and very cool um to team up with blast cult who do make some extremely interesting um instruments they have made well they make everything from double basses to electric guitars and uh, your standard bass but they've done things like they made a really bizarre four string bass where each string had its own like single round pickup yeah they did um, they did a like uh, they did a hollow body flying v bass with f holes and made it like gold top as yeah well. um the they call that model the 35 um which is this yeah this cool almost kind of like a thunderbird in in some ways um sort of 
design with the kind of center the raised center block um but yeah the orange looks very very cool they are custom they're custom made to order although i think the design and everything is fixed you can have either p90s or filtertrons um so you can't like change the body shape or anything like that but yeah design each one built by blast colt on a four-week waiting list great lead time for a custom shop yeah maybe they haven't uh, they haven't received or i'm sure if they start receiving a serious amount of orders then maybe that might increase but um yeah otherwise i think it looks very very cool um lightweight mahogany um sort of a they say a vintage inspired v to c shaped neck so i'm guessing they're Ooh. going for more of that I, I guess compound feel that you get maybe on some of the kind of there's some modern custom shop fenders do that 7.425 to 9, you know, where it kind of, you've got this sort of V shape at the, um, at the neck for cords, but then you've kind of got a slightly better profile for lead work at the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also like the headstock design. The headstock also features the it's orange. Not, but, lo- Matty, I think it's important. It's not better. It's just, you know, flatter. Flatter. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you don't want to be offending people saying that, Flat is better, you know. It's just, it's just flat. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I, I mean, as it happens, you know, it is. But like, I'm just saying that there are people out there who incorrectly believe otherwise. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so yeah, very very cool. Price is uh, three eight. 3840 very specific price um and i guess in line with what you'd expect on relatively sort of high-end custom shop instruments made by boutique builders yeah it's at in this line time so cult, that's for sure yeah and i think you know there's a lot of other companies who are you know a one-person operation that are doing a very very similar thing and putting a lot of love and attention into building those instruments um so i think it's a, a sort of fair price to ask really but very very cool aid looks very happy in a lot of the uh the photos um <laughs> yeah. so i'm guessing he's pleased with it which is great and obviously he's had a lot of you know he's played in a lot of bands you know and built a lot of amplifiers and designed a lot of stuff so he really knows what it what it is when it comes to sort of tone and sound so i'd imagine very very cool guitar we should probably hit up our friend uh at orange to see if he will lend us one joe branton yes okay i'll uh i'll do <laughs> if, exactly if that. he's listening um but yeah i think it's cool i like the two-tone i like the cream and sort of gold top i think that's very very cool yeah um, it's very cool yeah, yeah really interesting really yeah really unique really different like premium price tag but like a, a really cool super unique thing to to have mm, yeah absolutely but uh yeah i think overall very very cool um very very cool design yes jay cross um why don't, why don't we continue the guitar theme and uh, and you, you can you can tell us all about uh, the new Depinto guitars. Yes, so uh, this is something that I am extremely excited about. So um, Depinto guitars, based out of Philadelphia, um, I first encountered them when a Depinto Galaxy came into GAC when we were working there um, secondhand, and um, being the uh, the um naive children that we were as opposed to being the naive adults that we currently are um we didn't know what this guitar was and we'd never heard of it and um it just looked like this completely and utterly mad guitar but it played amazing and if i remember correctly i don't even think it managed to get up onto the website before somebody had 
before someone had come in and bought it. They just came in, they were like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you've got one of these guitars. I have to have it. And um, and therefore, we probably completely uh, undervalued it. And someone in Brighton is walking around still to this day with a smug look on their face. But anyway... I uh, went to the DePinto shop in Philadelphia when I was over there about 18 months ago, two years ago maybe, and um, I met Chris DePinto, who's this really, really cool dude um, who has been building these guitars for uh, since the since the 90s, um, and uh, they just don't really look like anything else. I mean, they're kind of an offset shape. Um, they've got a bit of a kind of jazz mastery type look to them, but they've got four... Um, individual single coils that each have uh, four on-off switches. Um, and uh, they just, they look and play and feel and sound amazing. But because they are all made in uh, by Chris in Philadelphia, they aren't very cheap. Uh, so generally they start, uh, I think about three grand, I think is how much a, uh-huh. uh, a standard one is. And um, over the last you know, couple of years, I guess there have been some budget ones available. The um, Safari series, I think it is, came out a couple of years ago, and um, that brought the price down to about a thousand dollars. But earlier this week, kind of out of nowhere, as far as I can tell, uh, Depinto announced that they were launching a new range of Orbital series Galaxy guitars, Ooh. and um, the orbital series brings the price down to just four hundred dollars what four hundred dollars for one of these guitars they are so they're made in china um but they are made to uh chris's spec um and uh they still have the four individual single coils they still have the four individual on off switches and they come in a bunch of absolutely bonkers colors like this is so hot off the press right oh, most, so of, them, most of them don't even have pictures they're not on the De Pinto website i found out about this through their facebook page um, yeah the, the and, post was an hour ago I'm looking well the at original now. post was a couple of days ago oh yes where oh he i've just seen about, the other colors <gasps> yeah exactly so he posted up about a couple of them so there's orange with a orange sparkle with a torque guard and green sparkle with like a a kind of lime green sparkle guard um it's like a yellow guard yeah and let me just find um, i mean this is oh no where is he's so he posted about all the different colors that they've got on here and i can't find it but they're uh this is great fantastic podcasting um but yeah basically there's a bunch of different colors he posted it in one of these um Metallic blue, metallic purple, metallic red, sonic blue. Uh, those are all available with block inlays. And then with um, just dot inlays, there are a bunch of other colours, including this green. But he's just posted up a, a new picture an hour ago, which shows off the pink one, which oh. is pink with a torque guard. He's also doing like an Olympic white with a torque guard as well. I mean... Honestly, you've got to go over to the DePinto Facebook page and look at these guitars. They look absolutely amazing, and I cannot, uh, I cannot believe that they are so cheap. Four hundred dollars for one of these. They just look so smart. I'm I, like, w- we are hope the you know the world. We'll, we'll see what happens with the world later on, but like we're hoping to. 
uh, get over to Philadelphia. Me and my girlfriend's mum lives out there. We're hoping to get over there before the end of the year. And uh, I'm honestly, I'm thinking about just shooting a message to the Pinto Guitars now and just being like, look, can I just, can I give you a deposit and I'll come pick it up in like, I don't know, whenever I'm allowed to fly to America again, because I just think... I mean, they look absolutely incredible. They look like nothing else. It, yeah. It's like a proper Jetsons guitar. Um, and I'm all about cool. it. Extraordinarily cool. What colour would you go for, Jay? I mean, you've got to go for the pink, haven't you? Yeah. Look at it's... it. It looks so good. Mind you, the, um, the, the metallic finishes as well, the orange with the, uh, with the block inlays. I mean, there's just, there's just something for everyone there, as far as I'm concerned. I think they 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 range from like really classy through to really gaudy, through yeah. to like absolutely amazing. Um, oh yeah, it's just the, it, there's 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 so much to love about these. So um, yeah, if you are uh, if you ever find yourself on uh, you know in in Philadelphia, I would highly recommend popping over to. to to pinto guitars because it is a great shop um they've got some really really cool stuff in there but um if not just wait and see where, whether these make it up onto their website because i'm telling you they i reckon they're going to be proper proper bangers yeah uh, they, they look incredible um, this is the most exciting thing i've heard in a in a while jay Cross. yeah they, I, I i completely agree i mean i've been thinking about getting one of the i've been thinking about getting one of the safaris at a grand i thought you know that's actually a, a really good um price for for that guitar i think it's, it's amazing uh i mean you know even the 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 full the full version the full galaxy galaxy fours are uh, they're custom shop guitars you know it's incredible value for money but when you look at the sort of specced back version of these, like there's a few things they don't have the, um, he just does a quick setup on them. So there's no like full shebang on them. Um, and the, uh, pick guards on handmade, they're not hand wired, but, um, I mean, really the, the, it just seems like a really great guitar for the money. So I'm very excited about this. Yes. Yeah. They look absolutely fantastic. It actually completely reminded me, um, when you introduced these that I was, um, uh, I was talking um, to the team over at uh, at, at Pure. Uh, well, I was talking to to Rick. I can't remember his name for a second there. I was talking to Rick at Pure Salem Guitars um, uh, earlier today about a few models that he's got pre-orders for at the moment. And the, the great Pure Salem do kind of a similar thing in that their models are so interesting and unique and brilliant, and they're also incredibly affordable. So they're doing uh pre-orders on three of their models at the moment and the pre-orders are like seven hundred dollars plus shipping and and that's it and the, it's it's three models so it's the cherry bomb the bruiser and the j doe um the three shapes the the uh the j doe is my personal favorite it, it actually reminds me a little bit of the uh of of the depintos that we were talking about um they're kind of really i don't know how to describe them sort of unique offsets um with almost jaguar-esque but more sort of 50s and weird they have big speeds two single coils one in the neck and the bridge and you can get it in a black with a black plate or you can get it in a, in a pink with a torque guard they look absolutely fantastic the other two models are essentially a uh, an explorer and a flying v but imagine kind of i guess taking the the nature certainly in the case of the of the flying v taking the nature of the flying v and then making it i guess a bit more 50s um with the with the headstock and the appointments the aesthetics the color choices things like that 
but uh, yeah, the, it's it's the the Bruiser is the name of the flying V, and they are just for seven hundred dollars for uh, you know for for one of these as a completely unique, completely interesting guitar. It kind of like I was like, oh, maybe I'll get the J Doe because that's really kind of my cup of tea. But then at the price they are, and the fact that they are interesting and a bit different, I'm like, maybe I should get the Flying V version, the Bruiser, because it's just. It's such an interesting, unique guitar for, for not a lot of money at all. They they look fantastic. Great stuff. Yes, they are indeed. Now, uh, how are we doing for time? We're coming right up to the end of the uh, of the podcast, so I guess we'll uh, we can talk about we'll talk about some more news over on the on the Patreon. But I wanted to before we go, I wanted to talk a bit more about the Isotope Spire. Um, because it's such a fantastic tool, and I know we've talked about it a load, but I'm like, ah, oh, this thing's great. So I, I got it out earlier today. I was sort of like, I, I went outside into my into my garden. And I was like, I wonder, I just had an acoustic guitar and the Spire, and I was like, I wonder, you know, how this will hold up. And in how fact... How the other half live, eh, Matty? <laughs> I know. <laughs> how the other half live, honestly. All right. It was a lunch break. I was allowed to do that, so I, I had oh, myself... Oh, how a, the other half live? Lunch break. <laughs> oh. I had myself a nice tall gin and tonic. I yeah, had my I bet you did it all. I bet you bloody did. I'm going straight to work after this podcast. <laughs> Non-stop, mate. I'm sorry, Matty. But um but yes, it was it was in fact my neighbour had a skip delivered whilst I was recording. And uh, I actually thought it sounded great in the background, you know, I after, bet, yeah. bet after bet all this sort of the reverb and echo was on it. But I can't I can't believe I'm going to play the clip. I just did like a 30 second thing just in my garden with an acoustic that I haven't restrung in three years, you know, and and the spire and just the quality when you think it was just sitting on my bench, like, you know, a, a few feet away from me. The quality that it, you know, that it records at is just unbelievable and the fact that i was able to just lay in two rhythm guitars a lead guitar over the top and then two vocals and then i can position easily because you you go onto like an ed a mix screen and you can almost you can then just use your finger to move around each channel to the left and the right and up and down to to you know how high it is in the mix which is a great way of visualizing what you're doing almost by like you know panning the two rhythm guitars maybe having the two vocals slightly closer together but underneath them in the mix and then having the lead guitar up and in the middle like it's it's i mean it it is so user-friendly that even it is so idiot proof that even this idiot can get his head around (laughs) is is basically and i'm talking about myself here you know Uh, it really uh. is um it really is very intuitive the, the thing is, the thing for me that I thought was great, and this actually isn't something I've done before. I've always like just mixed it on the spire and been like, yep, there you go, that's done. But I sort of, I had it on my phone, went back inside, went up to my Mac, and it's like, oh, you can go to the share option on the Spire app on your phone. And you, you share, and I can just share it with my Mac. So it then, it then just opens a link on my computer once I've shared it and takes me to an, uh, an Isotope site where it's now stored all of all of the stems individually as well as the as well as the mix and i can download either the stems in mp3 or wav form and i can choose which one i want download those and i can pop them straight into a daw to mix them even further if i want as well as just you know being able to 
have the mix down, which I just thought, like, I mean, that is fantastic to be able to easily get access to all of those stems independently so that you can, you know, give it an extra polish if you want. I just, you know, it's such a good tool. So, you know, with no further ado, here's the, uh, um, here's the, the track and, uh, yes. And, and, oh, it sounded uh, great, John. Oh, I can't, thanks. I can't believe you, I can't believe you mastered the trumpet. So, <laughs> <laughs> where, where were you playing that from? It sounded really interesting. That oh, accordion yeah. solo was just. It was a, w- it was a strong. Yeah, it was bagpipes, not accordion. But yeah, oh. that's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, it, it went it through. The, it went through the micropog. That's why he thought it was an accordion, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matty. It yeah, was yeah, the yeah. best thirty-second washboard solo I've ever heard. <laughs> thanks, 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 guys. I appreciate it. But uh, but yeah, that's that's all the time we have on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We're going to be continuing over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire extra episode, as we do every week. And you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At dollar, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. Five dollars gets you access to the Patreon special, which we're going to go record now, and our entire back catalogue of all the other stuff we've chatted about over the last six, seven years or whatever. And at the ten dollar tier, you'll get the lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Uh, as I said at the start of this, I'm going to post like all those giveaways, the Shopmaker giveaway, that KMA giveaway. I'll get them up on the Facebook group on all of our social channels as well. And I'll post those Fidelity guitars again in the group so you guys can all see what they look at because they are really cool. Um, thanks very much for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, Love 50's cute, so unique Now go and buy the plugin from the plugin of the week 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 